Hey, thank you for listening to the Reclaim Media Weekly Podcast. To stay up to date with all of our blogs, our podcasts, and our YouTube videos, you can subscribe on our website, reclaim.media. Now enjoy this message. Today I want to talk about a topic that I find so valuable for any group, any ministry, even within your own household. Today I want to talk about culture and building the right culture. What does it take to build the right culture? Now we often find ourselves in many churches and many ministries where we don't necessarily like the culture. And so instead of trying to be a part of the solution of that culture, we quickly say, well, because I don't like the way that it is, I'm going to leave and find something that I do like. Now, that's not always necessarily wrong because the truth is, is that there are unhealthy churches and there are churches that we shouldn't be a part of. That's just the truth. There's there's no getting around that. Now, that may sound rude or mean or, or, or whatever, but it doesn't really matter because that is the truth. The truth is there are unhealthy churches, but not every church that you don't like is an unhealthy church. Not every church that you're a part of, just because you wish things were different, that doesn't mean that it's unhealthy. We have to be a part of the solution of establishing the right culture in order to help the church that we're a part of. Now, when it comes to the things of the world, the culture of the world is always going to look different than the culture of our churches. In fact, we've been called and commissioned by God to establish heavenly culture on the earth today. We're not called to establish the worldly culture within our churches, but we're, we're called to establish the heavenly culture within our world. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, Jesus says, May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus is telling us right here, this is a part of a prayer that he's teaching. This is the prayer that you should pray, that the culture of heaven, that heaven would be established on the earth. We are called to establish heavenly culture on earth. And we can do the same thing within our churches. We're called to change the culture. And when it comes to a church or a group or a ministry that you're a part of, you can have all of the right plans, you can have the right strategy, you can even have the right vision, but unless you have the right culture, the vision, the plan, and the strategy will never come to pass because culture trumps all of those things. Culture is the one thing that could either make or break a ministry, even a business, even a household. Culture is so important. And there's two cultures that we can establish. Now, they all, some of these may look differently. And, they, and I'm not just talking about culture as in the way it looks or the kind of music that you play, although that's kind of a part of it. I'm talking about two very, very, very different cultures that can be established. One is a flesh-led culture and one is a spirit-led culture. In a healthy church, you will have spirit-led culture. In an unhealthy church, you will have flesh-led culture. These are two cultures that, that, are, that contradict one another. They, they contrast one another. You cannot have a spiritual church when it's led by the flesh. And you cannot have a fleshly church if it's led by the Spirit. Two different cultures, and we're called to establish spiritual culture on the earth today. Now, you may not like the, the culture of your church, but that doesn't mean that you have to leave it. Maybe God has placed you there to help change it and bring something new, something fresh, and something good to the table of the church that you're a part of right now. Leaving is not always the answer. Leaving a ministry, quitting a ministry is not always the answer. If there's something that you don't like, maybe God has called you to be the solution to that problem. But there's these two cultures. It's flesh culture and spirit culture. Galatians chapter 6, 8, For the one who sows into his flesh will from flesh reap corruption, 
but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. We create our own culture within our homes, within our churches, within our lives. We create that culture. Every decision that we make, we create that culture. If we live a life that is consistently led by our flesh, then our life is going to be a flesh-led culture. If we live a life that is consistently led by the Spirit, then our life is going, to, is going to have a spiritual culture. There's two separate cultures, and our decisions dictate the culture of our lives. In Genesis chapter 15, verse 2 through 6, it says, Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me since I am childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Since you have given no offspring to me, one born in my house is my heir. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This man will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body, he shall be your heir. And he took him outside and said, Now look toward the heavens and count the stars, if you are able to count them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And now I want to jump down to Genesis 16.2. It says, So Sarah said to Abram, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarah. So right here, we see Abraham in the middle. And first, the first one is, is the voice of God. He's speaking to him. He's telling him, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you generations. And from that generation, it's, it's a promise. It's a covenant. It's a, it's a blessing from God. That's the voice of God, spiritual culture. And then you have the voice of Sarah, or I would say the man-made voice, or the, the voice of the world, that's telling Abraham, no, that doesn't really make sense what God is telling you. You should do it this way. And so you should sleep with my maid. That makes more sense. But in fact, what happens is because Abraham listened to the voice of Sarah first, he has a son. His son, his name is Ishmael. And Ishmael is, is out of him is generations that do not receive the promise that God gave to Abraham. So that's Ishmael. Ishmael would be a flesh-led culture. But then he finally listens to the voice of God. He sleeps with his wife. She gets pregnant. It's, it's a seed from his own body in his wife. And out of that comes a son named Isaac. Now, Isaac was spirit-led culture. He has a promise attached to him. So you have Ishmael, who was born of natural conception out of obedience to the voice of man, which is flesh-led culture. And then you have Isaac, who was born of supernatural conception, who has a promise attached to him, and he was birthed out of obedience to the voice of God. So you have these two separate cultures based off two different decisions. One was man-led, the other was spirit-led. When you want to establish a culture in your church, when you want to establish a culture at your job, when you want to establish a culture at your business, in your home, whatever part of life you are in, if you want to establish a spirit-led culture, it has to be in obedience to the voice of God. And I'll tell you this, that any culture, any, any business, any ministry, any church that is birthed out of and led by man's voice and, and flesh-led culture, there is no promise attached to that. The promises of in our ministries, the promises in our church are only attached to those, those cultures who are spirit-led, walking in obedience to the voice of God. So if we want to be in a healthy environment, if we want to find ourselves in a healthy church culture, then we have to be a part of a church or a part of a ministry or in our house that is led by the Spirit and the voice of God. These are two separate cultures, flesh-led culture and spirit-led culture. But the truth about these two things is they are built within our own lives one decision at a time. 
And we could put blame on our churches and say, well, they don't have the right culture, so I'm going to go to a place that does. And, and, and sometimes there's, 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 it's a valid point, and sometimes it does make sense for you to find another church. But oftentimes, God has placed us in churches, again, to make a difference. He's placed us in different ministries so that our giftings and who we are could be a blessing to that body. Because although culture is about a social group, Really, what culture is built off of is every individual coming together and establishing that culture. So I'll put it this way. Your personal culture in your own life has an effect, whether negative or positive, on the social group that you're a part of, on the church that you're a part of, in the ministry that you're involved in, at the job that you work at. Who you are as an individual makes an impact in the culture of your church or whatever group you are in. So it matters how you live every day. It matters that you walk in, in a spiritual culture in your own life so that you can, you can bring that into your church or whatever group you're part of. In, in Romans chapter 12, verse 3 through 5, it says, For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body, and all members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. So I love the way that the scripture puts it right here. It says, we who are many are one. Yes, we are, we are one body, but many individuals. We talked about this, this in the last video, that your differences are a good thing, right? So we come together as one body, but many individuals. So who you are as an individual has an effect on what your group looks like and the culture that is established in your group. I'll put it this way. We as a church or we as a business or we as a household or we as a ministry, we are a collection of you, of me. When we come together, we create the culture in that group that we're a part of. So it matters how you live. It matters the lifestyle that you lead every single day. It matters. It matters to the group. Who you become every day will tell us what kind of culture you will help establish within the group that you're in. Spiritual culture is perfected in a group when spiritual culture is purified in the individual. So it matters how you live. So you can't just complain about your church. You can't just complain about your ministries. You can't just complain about your job because you're a part of it. You're involved in it. How you live your life makes a difference. The more spiritual culture you have in your life, that means the more spirit is in the group that you're a part of. So don't just complain. Don't just leave. Understand that you can make a difference by establishing the right culture. So I want us to understand this. Again, and, and I, I didn't mention this yet, but this is going to be a two-part message. I'm going to finish it next week because it's a little bit long, and we're going to talk about how to establish that spiritual culture in your life. What kind of things can we do? But for now, I want you to be encouraged and understand that just because you don't like the culture that you're involved in doesn't mean you can't be the difference within it. So it matters how you live. It matters what you do. It matters what kind of life you lead. Because every decision that we make every single day establishes the culture in our life. And the culture that we establish in our own life has an effect on the culture of the group that we're a part of. So be encouraged by that. If you're in your church, understand that you can make a difference. If you're under, under leadership that, you, that maybe you see some issues with, if you're under in a church that you see some problems with, don't just gossip about it. Don't complain about it. Instead, make the difference 
by blessing that culture, by encouraging that culture, by establishing spiritual culture in your group. Thanks for listening to the message. If you'd like to help us to continue to create content like this, you can sign up as a supporter on our website, reclaim.media slash donate. Thank you.